Oh, yes indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like can Freudian slips happen to the breast of us? Hi America, oh, hello God. world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The mysterious. Strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre. And just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed. Picks and pulls in her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen tonight. Nope. I guess the rain's down in Africa. Toto. Absolute shooing. Oh, God. She's watching programs about Africa. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded very randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather wrote down all of the words and phrases this week. She does not want to appear in her obituary. Skeletal remains, dumpster, beyond recognition. <laughs> oh my God. Decapitation, <laughs> dental records, shallow grave. Suicide by a cop. <laughs> Rampant wildebeest. Wetsuit with holes cut in it. Bucket of soapy frogs. I don't like you right Welcome now. to the show, Miss Morris. Hello. Despite the high cost of living, it still remains popular. I also uh... wish to introduce... The mad and crazy! Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
Michelle found a real moneymaker this week in selling Hobin pigeons. So far, she has sold hers four times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 27. Do you know why tonight's special? Do you know why we're because doing... Because I'm here? My yes. mom says I'm special. Yes, I believe her. Yeah, everybody in their class says it's special. <laughs> <laughs> she had a helmet to prove she was special. Wow. Tonight is our 200th episode. Yay! Can you believe such wonders? Five years we've been doing this. There must be someone listening somewhere, surely. Someone. 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 Somewhere. It's not my mother. My mother listened once and I got a message that said, why can't you be nice to me? (laughs) Because it's funny being mean. I don't know. This is a huge milestone for us. Yes. We're very happy. We have a crowd of people around us. You may have recognized by the raucous cheering of the crowd sitting in our studio tonight. (laughs) We have many members of the International Paranormal Society, and I will go around the room very quickly and introduce them to you. We have a cake. We have alcohol. We are having a celebration. You may have also recognized in the background, Mr. Nathan Bush, he was washed away in the floods two weeks ago. We found him clinging to a tree, skeletal remains. He was in a loin cloth. Holes in his wetsuit. Eating nuts. Bucket of soapy frogs. Michelle gave him the kiss of life. Yes. He's now back safely chained to the wall of the basement, which is good news all round. We have, I'll go around the room very quickly in no particular order. We have Don, Gloria, Scott, Karen, Don, Barb and Nathan all with us tonight. And of course, Chad is We now enter our first round that we call General Lack of Knowledge. Armed with the badly prepared Japanese Fugi Fish of Gong of Infinite Knowledge. I shall ring my Gong of Infinite Knowledge. Stand back, Michelle. Yeah. We don't your eye out, do no. we? <laughs> Can't believe that. Wow. You'd think it would be better, wouldn't you? Well. We have the slippery hall stairs rug that has not been nailed down properly for facts. And do you think this will be okay to eat this can of tuna? It is only three weeks out of date statistics. <laughs> now, we are surrounded by many members of the International Paranormal Society. It's our 200th episode. So it only seems appropriate to ask questions about paranormal TV and famous paranormal investigation teams. Mm. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about famous paranormal investigators. So we're going to get the ball rolling. There's points to be won if you wish to grasp the slippery beast. That is the first question. I'm going to open this up first to Miss Morris. Who is Norville Rogers and why is he important to the paranormal world? Norville Rogers? Mr. Norville Rogers. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers, what would you like to call your son? We'll call him Norville. You should have heard of him. You're a paranormal. What year? Your ear. What year? What year? I would suggest late 60s, mid 70s for Mr. Rogers. Mm. He's very famous. You should know him. You're a paranormal investigator. EVPs on tape. EVPs on tape. Yep. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Back in the mid 70s. Yes. You've got your David Cassidy posters, your David Sowell peas. I wasn't born yet, but go on. You wasn't even a glint in your daddy's epididymis, were you, at this point? (laughs) I shall throw this open to Michelle. Mr. Norville Rogers is famous in paranormal investigating because... He investigated the Amityville Horror House. I like that. 
very informative. I like that. Chad, you're welcome to jump in and grasp some points if you know the answer. Norville Rogers is Will Rogers' horse who's appeared in a record 1,200 investigations. Your mind really does go to some very strange... <laughs> um, Damn, you weird. Do you think... <laughs> I was wondering if he used trigger objects. <laughs> I love this show. I love this show. The rowdy crowd in the background. You shall win some points. I've got you on my pad here as rowdy crowd. Rowdy crowd. I have. It's here. Does anybody want to jump in? Because everyone who's listening at home would be shouting this out at the moment. Does anyone want to jump in and tell me who they think Norville Rogers is. Any suggestions? Any ideas? Scott, how long have you been a paranormal investigator for, Scott? Ten years. Ten years. Anyone want to jump in? I can't believe you haven't got this. He's Shaggy from Scooby Doo. It's Shaggy. (laughs) Yes. Norville Rogers is Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I thought that was Casey Kingston. I cannot. Give the points away. You see where this is going, right? Right. How did Scooby-Doo get his name, Miss Morris? Have a wild stab in the dark. Scooby-Doo. From Dog Biscuits. From Dog Biscuits. You think that Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snacks came first. And and then then the Doo came later. (laughs) (laughs) Doo. And that's your answer, is it? (laughs) And the during hilarity, a quiz show broke out. (laughs) You're sticking with that, are you? Yep. You don't want to spread your chips on black and red? Nope. You're happy with that? Yep. I can't change your opinion. Nope. Nothing I can do Mm -mm. to help? Nope. Michelle? I think they needed something to rhyme with where are you? Where are you? So Scooby-Doo. You're not a million miles away. Chad, any thoughts and any ideas? I want to give the points away. I'm feeling philanthropic. It's our 200th show. I want to give them out. Uh, Those were the first words that Norval Rogers ever said. (laughs) That may be true. I have no way of checking that. I've not done the research. I've been a fool. It actually came from Strangers in the Night by Frank (gasps) Sinatra. If you remember, he sings Doobie, Doobie Doo. I think it's slightly suspicious Based on the late 60s, the Woodstock era, the Jimi Hendrix, that you're going Scooby Dooby Doo. Do you see oh. where we are with that? So I think there's a little bit of that going on. His name was actually originally called Too Much. He was called Too Much. But Scooby Doo came from Frank Sinatra, apparently. Huh. This is where we are. Frank Sinatra was great, but when he entered the room, you had to kiss his ring. Do you know such things? No. It's true. Unfortunately, he kept it in his back pocket. <laughs> Michelle. I feel like I should get some points. Okay. I agree with you. I shall give you half. Thank you. My pleasure. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be mugging her in the car park and taking them back at the end of the show. How old is Scooby-Doo? Have a guess. If he was here in the studio now. Right. See, it's almost like he's here, right? If Scooby-Doo was in the room right now, how old would he be? Simple enough. He would be... (laughs) Bear in mind we've only got an hour. 350 dog years old. Yes, but we're not playing dog years, we're playing human years. So have another go because I'm feeling generous. (laughs) 50-ish. It's like nailing jello to a wall, isn't it? How old do you think Scooby-Doo is? 
Because if I go to Michelle, you're going higher or lower than 50-ish. Her choice then is the 30s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s. I want you to be specific. I need details. 50. You're going 50-ish. No. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got a gun? Hey. Michelle, your choice, if you wish to accept it, is to go higher or lower. Slightly lower. How much slightly lower? I think he's about 46. 46. I'm going to give Miss Morris the points. He's actually 49 oh. years. Ooh, see? Oh, see? Real close. That's about 350 dog years, isn't it, if you did the math? Yeah, I'm I sure you'll be able to work that out. Yeah, we may, I win. We'll give you some points retrospectively <laughs> next week if you're anywhere close to that. Oh, So you've whatever. got a whole week to work that out. Why did Casey Kasim refuse to voice Shaggy from 1995 to 2000? And two. Any thoughts? He did the voice of Shaggy for all those years, but he suddenly decided, that's it, I'm done. But he had a very, very specific reason for doing this. Mm, his voice changed. His voice changed. <laughs> yeah. How? He lost it. He lost his voice. That would be very difficult, wouldn't it? On animation, on the radio. Yeah. In life That's in why general. I quit Top 40. Oh. I can see where you are. I'll give you a clue. Again, I'm feeling very generous tonight. It was yeah. food related. Simple as that. He had a nut allergy. He had a nut allergy. <laughs> and that stopped him voicing Scooby-Doo between 1995 oh, yeah. and 2002. He liked nuts. Wow. <laughs> the nuts and the Scooby snacks, that kind of thing. Miss <laughs> Corey, have you anything to offer other than nuts? Pork. You're saying that the actor that voiced Shaggy... Casey Kasim didn't voice him for seven years because of pork. Okay, I'm happy to embrace the idea. You do bear with me. I'm due back on earth at any moment. Go for it. What have you got? It's got to be better than pork and nuts, right? He uh, had a tracheotomy. He had a tracheotomy. He was a vegetarian. And he was very unhappy that Shaggy was not a vegetarian. He said, if you do not make Shaggy vegetarian, I will not voice Shaggy ever again. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. How but could he? Well, you say that, but Shaggy is vegetarian. Because in 2002, they said, okay, we will now make Shaggy vegetarian. And he came back. So he is vegetarian. Well, I don't like Shaggy anymore then. Okay, I'll let him know. From what I can tell, Shaggy did eat a lot of mushrooms. That is true. Oh. I feel like I said meat. You said meat. What, by saying pork? There's no way I'm giving you points for saying pork. Hey, yeah, and I said peanuts. I win. I told you it was food related. I you win. On That's... the back of the fact that I said it was food related, I will give myself two points. <laughs> How do you know if someone is vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Yeah. I'm a social vegan. I avoid meeting people. Oh, I like it. We're now going to move on to Ghostbusters. No paranormal base. 200th episode of any show would be complete if we didn't ask questions about the film and franchise Ghostbusters. The good one or the crap one? We're going to go with the good one. <laughs> okay. Excellent. But everyone knows what you're talking about. On set, Dan Aykroyd referred to Slimer as the ghost of who? There you go. He referred yes. Dan Aykroyd to Slimer. Dan Aykroyd, of course, wrote the script. His okay. granddad and his dad were very famous paranormal investigators back in the day. The ghost of written... his granddad. He said 
that Slimer was the ghost of his granddad and referred to Slimer as that on the set. That's a very good answer. Almost a winning answer. That's a very good answer, Michelle. You don't want to go with nuts, no? Not right now. Not this time. Okay. <laughs> Michelle. Do you want some WD-40 in there? What, you <laughs> what did he refer to Slimer as? Otherwise, Chad's going to jump in and take your points. I know. I can't think of it. Chad. Goes to John Candy. He was slapped. Oh, oh, I love John Candy. <laughs> That's a great answer. It's a wrong answer. It was John Belushi. John Belushi. Wow. He was originally penciled in to play Peter Venkman when the script was written, but he died before the script came to fruition. So Dan Aykroyd referred to Slimer throughout the filming as John Belushi. Wow. The marshmallow goo that explodes all over the city at the very end was actually what in the film? What did they use, Miss Morris? Foam. They used foam. Any particular foam? Shaving foam. Shaving foam. Yes. You're on fire, aren't you, over there? I love it. Ooh, of course you do. those marshmallows. Yeah. Michelle, what did they use on the set for the marshmallow goo? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Chad, any thoughts, any ideas? Wow, Two good well, answers. One of those have got to be right. You're absolutely night. right. I'm giving the points to Morris. It was, in fact, shaving Thank foam. She's now up to a very slippery and smooth four points there. What if shaving cream is actually hair growth formula to make us buy more shaving cream? There, My brain's hurt, so I'd share that with you. You ever used it on your head? Wow. I was just asking. I believe this is the ancient Greeks, but if you're going bald at the sides, it means you're a thinker. If you're going bald on top, it means you're sexy. So Nathan just thinks he's sexy. I experimented by shaving downstairs once, and two days later, I had a cactus between my legs. Controversial. What one of the following is true? See, I'm making it easy for you. We are now going multiple guests. You see Ah, where we are? I have a good chance at this Which one of the following is true? So one of these is true. Ron Jeremy (gasps) appeared in Ghostbusters. That's the first one. There was a collective kind of gasp and a little bit of <laughs> laughter in the background. Uh, he was the ghost hedgehog. Oh, yeah, the That's ghost right. hedgehog. The film was originally called Ghost Smashers. That's your second one. Slimer smelt so badly of onions, he was called Onion Head throughout the entire filming process. Debbie Gibson also appeared in Ghostbusters, or the jail scene was shot in an actual jail so what one of the following is true ron jeremy ghost smashers onion head debbie gibson smashers or the jail scene you think ghostbusters was called jail smashers not jail smashers ghost smashers (laughs) i'm making my own films (laughs) i wonder if it's true (laughs) could it be michelle you can't not give me an answer i've given you six choices the jail one the jail one chad I was going to go with the jail one, too. You can I'm going to stick with, that, with one. that one. You're going to stick with that one. They were all true. Every single one what? of them was true. We all get points. <laughs> I shall give Michelle two points. I shall give myself four points. Heather mm. is now up to a rather mm. large, slimy, gooey six. Chad, you are now up to two. And the rowdy crowd also gets two. Yay! <laughs> they're tied in third place, and they're not even playing. <laughs> 
This is the 200th episode. <laughs> wow. In the year 200, Greek mathematician Diophantus was born. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about the ancient Greeks. Instead of using contraception in ancient Greece, women were told to what? There. Simple enough question. You're not having any contraception because you don't need it. You need to do this instead. What are they You're doing? You're going to say jumping jacks, aren't you? Why? Does that not work? <laughs> I told that to a group of students at school and trampoline club was packed for the next three weeks. <laughs> Terrible. Believable. Miss Morris. Jump did, up and down. Jump up and down. That's your answer, is it? The ancient yep. Greeks jumped up and down. You're not going to get pregnant. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's how your sister was born. Michelle. Oh. <laughs> I think if your body odor was bad enough, no one would have sex with you. You're going back to the onions. <laughs> wow. We're going back to the onions, aren't we? Chad, any thoughts, any ideas? I, I was going to go with not bathe. That works. Uh, well, uh, they're actually doing it, though. This is the point. They're actually going for oh, it. It's not, okay. it's not like a deterrent. They've practiced the physical arts. Body fluids have been exchanged. How do you now not get pregnant? Mrs. Morris has got the right idea. Oh, she's on the right track. Any yeah. thoughts? I'm going to open this up to the rowdy crowd that are currently on two points. Ooh. Does anyone want to jump in and shout out an answer that they think the ancient Greeks got up to back in the day? Swallow. Swallow! <laughs> 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 oh, we're, this is our last show. This is our last show. Farewell, sweet friends. We're going to go out in a blaze of fire. Like a biplane falling out of the sky yeah. from the First World War and a hail of bullets <laughs> and flames. It was as simple as sneezing. If you've got hay fever, if you sneeze a lot, go for it would be my advice. Sneezing apparently stopped children being born. You got to plug your nose while you do it, though. Yes, that's oh. the key. And pop yeah. your ears, apparently. Wow. With age comes new skills. You can laugh, cough, sneeze and weird all at the same time. Perfect. In ancient Greece, prostitutions were required by law to use this kind of makeup. Otherwise, they would be arrested. So you're in ancient Greece. You're on the street corner. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of women standing there giving you the winky eye. Miss Morris, what makeup do they have to wear? Eyeliner. Eyeliner. By law, to show what they do for a living, I guess, is where we need to be here. Important or red inform- lipstick. Wow. Hey! What makeup's <laughs> left after that? Blush. Okay, well, I guess you've got some more answers. So if you wanted to be, like, more specific and you wanted to choose one rather than spreading your chips out liberally, what are you going to go with? Mm. Eyeliner or lipstick? There's points at stake. Eyeliner. You're going to go? You're no, sure? red lipstick. Wow. <laughs> no, wait, eyeliner. Eyeliner, 100% that. sure. Yeah. You know the bar closes at 11, right? <laughs> She's gone with eyeliner, Miss Corey. You're going to go with lipstick. Chad, any thoughts, any ideas you want to share? I'm going rouge. You're going rouge. Yep. Michelle has won the points by law. Yes. They you had... suck. <laughs> so, well, I asked you several times. And I gave you both answers. And I asked for one. This is why I have my bell for my rowdy recidivist. I'm still half right. It doesn't work very well, does it? What, my bell? Yeah. Well, it's old and it's cold in here. <laughs> Don't worry, Chad. I'll try again in 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. 
in ancient Greece, men with a big what were thought to be good leaders. So they chose their leaders. Chin. If you had a big chin. Yeah. Wow. Or forehead. <laughs> <laughs> So let's say you chose something in the middle. How would that be? Nose. You're going to go with nose, are you? I thought you said gins and asked for a double. You're going to go nose. Chin. Oh, wow. Do you have a headache by any chance? Nope, I got food. You're going to go with... Shin, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Men, if they had a big what, would make fabulous leaders, according Wait, to the ancient I want to go back to nose. <laughs> so are you going to pick nose or what? what are you gonna yes, that's the one I'm going with. Pick nose. <laughs> there is a quiz show dying to get out, Michelle. Men with big what's made really good leaders in ancient Greece. Teeth. Big teeth. Chad, do you wish to jump in and grab some points? I'm going to go with a big chest. Barrel-chested men are good leaders. Yeah, it's bellies of all things. If you had a Ooh, beer belly. you're close, Ooh. Chad. Yeah, I get closest. Wow. <laughs> you know you're getting fat when you sit in the bath and the water in the toilet rises. Ah. <laughs> that was then, and this is now. We go to our favorite part of the show. Yay! It's the mailbag. We love Smellbag. Yep. We love all of your messages of support. We love all of your letters, unless they're mean. Of course, you can send them to my mother. If you wish to write to us, we are available on Facebook if you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Everything will be on there for you. I'm going to go through a lot of these tonight. I'm going to try and get through as many as possible. I'm sure I'll make some mistakes. Last week, I posted on Facebook, what do you like about MQTA? Because it's had 200 episodes. I'm going to try and jump in and reference as many of our listeners as possible. If I missed you out, I do apologise. We read them all. We really appreciate your comments, and I'm going to go through as many of these as I can. Kathy in Minnesota said, you make me laugh. Joseph posted, it's the best drinking game ever. Heater said, you are an awesome, awesome team. Jill has written, ding, 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 ding. Love that bell. It's a fabulous <laughs> bell. Kevin has put... They always make me laugh. And all love of you, our, Kevin. Yes, Hi, our Kevin, prayers. We love you so much. And all of our healing goes to Kevin in Mankato. Thank you for listening, sir. We really appreciate that. Parker posted, you always make me laugh when nothing else does. Oh. Classic Boat Race said, I have a crush on Michelle's voice. <laughs> you should listen to it every hey. Friday night. <laughs> very squeaky. It's very Goldie Horn, isn't it? How many cigarettes do you have to smoke to get that? That's quite a task. Three packs a day. Yeah. Wow. See, All you too can have Michelle's all voice. <laughs> all of them. Mike posted, because you guys are funny, and my sister is on the show. That's my... Hi, Mike. So we're getting famo from your brother? Yep. Wow. Catherine said your broadcasts and the Facebook side are funny rather than bitchy. Well, that's a surprise. Ah. Russell posted, a laugh is guaranteed. Linda said, I laugh, shake my head, giggle, and find the humor brilliant. Jody stated, because you are more entertaining and cheaper than group therapy. Yay! John finally posts, why am I here? (laughs) Why am I here? I love this show. I love you guys. I love this show show thank you to everyone thank you we had hundreds and hundreds of messages i literally couldn't read them 
all out but i really appreciate them we read every single one i liked every single one and we love what we do every friday night here on mqta radio tell all your friends tell all your family share the links to our sites on your social media we would be very very grateful remember if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show we're available on patreon if you go to more questions than answers mqta radio on patreon.com you can donate a single dollar to the show all of our sites that we're on all of our platforms cost money we have to pay for the studio as well this show's free it will always be free but if you wish to donate a single dollar we would very much appreciate that and martin our good friend in new york is one of our patreons on there as well you can catch us first on the dark matter digital network we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world and you can join us first at 10 p.m central time our facebook site all of tonight's stories all of the jokes all of the banter the messages the cartoons the squirrel jokes mm. are all on facebook if you go to more questions than answers with adrian lee and there are far more stories on there than we can possibly read out we have 6100 followers on there if you wish to follow me on twitter you can go to adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have a hundred thousand listeners on there if you go to soundcloud our shows are archived for the last five years all 200 shows are available if you wish to go to soundcloud search for mqta radio and if you're listening now on soundcloud why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love what we do and how much you appreciate the show we also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we call not for your mother they're the stories from around the world each week that we cannot read out for fear of being removed fear of getting a hefty fine if scott was in the room with us every week we wouldn't even be here now No, <laughs> but they are laden with and the windows they're sprinkled with bigfoot erotica <laughs> they're slightly moist with the hint of sexy time sexy time <laughs> Some people say it's their favourite part of the show. Why would you not join us at the top of the hour when you hear our outro and our fabulous German classical music? Mm -hmm. Jump over to SoundCloud and find us on there. MQTA Radio, everything is on there for free. We're also available on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. Write us reviews for there as well. We're on Gasbox, Brussels Sprouts, Spotify. What else am I missing? Mm. Tune in. Tune in. If you can't find Apple us, cast something. You've only got yourself to blame. Technology is leaving you behind. Technology. Isn't it? Technology. Yes. Technology. Well, you've got to remember that we're metric in Britain, so I'm saying <laughs> oh, it differently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I got away with it. Technology. Yeah. If you wish, and you're looking for a summer read, my books are available. Go to Amazon and all good bookshops. Search for Adrian Lee. My books on ghosts, hauntings, and the mysterious world are there for you my book how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators has had fabulous reviews and you're welcome to go on there as well it's our 200th episode hurrah Yay! Yay! i'm going to read out the top 10 of the countries that <gasps> listened to us last week in first place as always the united states of amoeba is number one secondly is the united kingdom my mother telling all my friends and family in third place canada fourth place australia hi tanya there's always a surprise country isn't there one always comes in from left field yeah what was it the maldives or the seychelles or something bizarre kuwait i like the um singapore we've got 
Singapore is at number five this week. Oh. Germany at Yay. number six. The Netherlands is back. Thank you, Bill. South Africa came in at number eight. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Cool. Still, number yeah. nine. Wow. And Miss Morris, your heritage. Sweden. Ah, oh, yeah. In at number 10. Thank Tuck. you to all of those countries for making our top 10 this week. As always, we have Mr. Chad Peters. Strange, bizarre and fascinating fact of the week. Sivu play, Dr. Peters. An adult male gorilla has no hair on his chest. You cannot say you do not leave this show with more than you arrive with. That's got to be worth a dollar, isn't it? If you leave with more than you arrive with, that's less than a Snickers bar. Yeah. We enter the first round we call <gasps> Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do alls. Michelle's on four. I've scored four. Heather's in a runaway lead of six. Ooh. Chad scored two. And the rowdy crowd behind me also has two points. <laughs> Miss Morris, yeah. what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts? And hauntings. Well, I figured since I had a pretty good idea our team was going to be here, and it was our 200th episode, so I thought... I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> Everyone else has gone asleep. Yeah, they went, it was your story that did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Isn't that the time to ring the bell? Miss Morris is on. Minus 10. Oh! <laughs> I love this show. It makes me very happy. Well, what I'm going to do is 10 signs your house is haunted, according to a paranormal investigator, and we're in a room full of them. Yay! Yay! What's the collective noun for a group of paranormal investigators? A murder? A murder mm. of investigators, perhaps? A flock? A casserole is warm in here. A casserole of paranormal investigators. I like it. I'm going to stick dish. with that. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Very Minnesotan. <laughs> so. Your brain works in some very odd ways, doesn't it? I just, yeah. So weirdo. Believable. <laughs> well, do you ever feel like you're being watched or feel sudden and unexplained changes in temperature? Yeah. yeah look at you point at people. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're watching us. From well, the shadows. <laughs> well, Nathan slipped his chains and he's running around the room like a oh chicken. God. Give him more peanuts. Get the pole. Give him some sunny delight. <laughs> <laughs> he's always slippery and hard to catch. Yeah. <laughs> well, he shaves himself, doesn't he? <laughs> well, we don't mean... What a weekend that was. <laughs> well, we don't mean to worry you, but according to paranormal investigators, this might mean your house is haunted. Sorry. According to new research, six in ten people believe in ghosts, and 23% of us think there are spooky goings on in their homes. And it could actually end up costing people a huge amount of money, as more than half of us would be put off buying a property if the previous owner had reported paranormal activity. So, some reason for buying one, isn't it? We look for that type of thing. Yes. To whom? Like, to whom would you report that? To the uh, real time. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. There are laws in this country in some, some states, counties and states yeah. that require you to say if your house is haunted or not. We've covered this mm -hmm. many, many times. I always think that's interesting because the government is acknowledging mm -hmm. the ghosts and hauntings exist at that point. Do you see what I mean? What if you just don't believe in ghosts anymore for like that month while your house is on the market? Perfect. But if they then find <laughs> out after the event the house was haunted and you knew about yeah, it, yeah, but what you're if it came sued. with the people? Oh, Nathan. There are. More questions than answers. <laughs> so would you like to know the 10 or what? Yep. I would love to know the 10, Miss Morris. Okay, and then everybody can say yay or nay to them. Okay. 
One of the 10 is being watched when you're alone. Yay! <laughs> Do you just, just want that to happen? <laughs> uh, what else have we got, Miss Morris? Well, feeling a sudden and inexplicable change in temperature or a sudden static electrical charge in the air. We've had that a few times, haven't we? <laughs> yes. I'm very highly charged. If I touched Michelle's ear in a very oh. delicate and loving way, she'd get a big jolt going through her brains. And then she'd forget what happened in the last half an hour. It could happen anyway. Mm. <laughs> Household. Like, like if you touched it with a taser? No, just my finger. I'll, Don't I'll rub do my that feet. anymore. <laughs> yeah, stop tasering her ear. It's odd. I'm going to shuffle around the carpet and touch her ear. She's great television. <laughs> what else have you got, Miss Morris? We've covered two areas. Yep. You've got another eight to go. Well, are you going to stop talking or what? Michelle Unlikely. was talking about her ear. Oh. Uh-uh. I heard it. household objects mysteriously disappearing and then reappearing in different places yes yes (laughs) hearing unexplained whispers footsteps thuds or someone calling your name yay nathan for crying in the night (laughs) no one wants to spend the night with him if his house is like this is it Like every 30 seconds, he just yells, yay! <laughs> it takes- yay! <laughs> so you're telling me Three, that at night... two, one, yay! <laughs> I'm just impressed that it's taking him every 30 seconds. It normally requires me to have a cup of tea and a couple of hours rest. <laughs> um, let's see. Hearing unexplained whispers, footsteps, suds, or someone calling your name. Yeah, Nathan already yelled, yay. Seeing <laughs> shadows or movements out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. We've had that happen. Frequent electrical problems such as lights inexplicably turning on and off or appliances not working or acting up. Feeling of being touched by unseen hands. No, Nathan. <gasps> yay! <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, there goes another lawyer's career. (laughs) (laughs) Unusual smells such as unexplained perfume, scents, flower, cigars, cigarettes, food, or even the stench of death and decay, Mr. Lee. Yay! That was Mr. Lee. The stench of death (laughs) and decay. That's Aquadigio by Armani, I'll have you know. Waking up unexpectedly between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and sensing dread or fear or feeling like you're being watched again. And the feeling of grief or sadness in specific rooms or areas of the house. Blah, blah, blah. Who's writing this? Where does this come from? Where do you think it comes from? The person that has the new TV that's coming out. Yes, we're not going to advertise them, are we? No. That would be a terrible thing to do. But I also want to note that bizarrely, 64% of people believe that their pets can actually see ghosts. Hmm. I believe that to be true. How many times has your cat or your dog suddenly looked around into the corner of the room and you look into the corner and you think, what are you looking at? There's nothing there. That's right. When the cat and the dog look at the same place together, that's quite remarkable as well. Mm -hmm. But they do see the world in a wider spectrum than we can see. This is Mm -hmm. why we have full spectrum cameras. I shall give you points for being fun and informative. This ghost is costing me money or that's not very funny. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A baby's teddy bear moves its head in terrifying footage. Hank and Hannah Squires spotted the youngster playing with a toy inside her crib and decided to film. 
but the toddler can be seen turned over facing the other way, appearing to fall asleep. The pair noticed their baby would not close her eyes, and a closer review of the footage seems to reveal why. There's nothing worse than a creepy baby, is there? Oh, I thought you were going to say creepy teddy bear. Either works. I know someone who makes them. I loves them. <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners your website? How can they see your creepy teddy bears, Miss Morris? If they search the Oddly Intriguing Collection on Facebook and it has a little owl logo, you can find all my creepiness on there. We're not that far mm. from Halloween, are we? It's creeping no. up on us, do you not think? Mm. And I will be at the horror convention in Minneapolis. Selling your wares. Yes. Signing autographs. H-O-R-R-O-R. Yes. (laughs) Yes. D-I-S-C-O. Yes. Good times. The teddy bear in the background appears to move on its own accord as a child seems to be scared by the whole event. Hannah said, I saw on our baby monitor that our daughter was lying in bed, happily playing to herself, so I videoed from my phone because I thought it was so cute. Later, when I showed the video to my husband, he noticed how cold it was in her room, and then he panicked as he noticed the bear behind her eerily moves its neck to look at her. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy. It had both of us baffled. We shared the video with our friends on social media, and it quickly created a lot of buzz. But no one can agree how it happened. Spooky. So the child laid there quietly with its eyes open while the teddy bear watched it? Like, where do you buy this teddy bear? From Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think they went to Possessed Teddy Bears R Us. You must go to Possessed Teddy Bear Hut. There's full of them. Or you could buy whatever you pay for them. I'll give you one tonight, Chad. Oh. Well, we all heard that, didn't we? Haunted Teddy Bear or I don't care. I'm going to squeeze in one more story in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. A couple who claim to have captured the ghost of Corrie... Coronation Street. Do you know Coronation Street? Yes, I do. A shortening of Corrie, the longest running soap in the history of Mm. television. The first episode was in the late 50s and it's still running four or five times a week. And some of the original actors are still in it. Mm. It's a remarkable time. I used to watch it. Battle Axe Edna Sharples was on camera and must have had a few in the Rover's return if they expect anyone to believe them. Pauline and Graham Brannigan took the snapshot during a visit to Madame Tussauds in Blackpool. When they got their photos developed, weeks later, they saw Ina's face over 50-year-old Graham's shoulder, peering through the window of a replica of the iconic Weatherfield boozer. But rather than putting it down to the result of a reflection, they have opted for a supernatural explanation. Pauline 49 from Muse Kilbride Scotland said, I got the shock of my life when I realised she was there. I was showing the photos to my mum and she just said to me, What's that? I've always been interested in the unknown, but I've never really been sure what to think about it. People do give comments about the photograph, saying it's the character of Coronation Street, and I agree that it resembles Ina Sharples. I remember there was a waxworks of her there, but not in the same room, so I'm not sure how she could be in the same photo. I've actually seen, with digital photography, a photo overlap, another photograph. And you wouldn't think yeah. that was possible with a digital camera. But I've seen that happen. You used to be able to do that with the old photography. Sure. I know there are many strange and wondrous things that can be done by accident with digital photography. 
I just think it's mystifying. Some people have pointed out that there are small white dots on the photograph which Pauline claims could be orbs, but we all know that we don't do orbs, do we, Miss Morris? <laughs> bang, bang. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can take your first shot of the evening anywhere you are in the world. Prost, salute, skull. Wow. Of course, there's no ghost in Coronation Street or this has me beat. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will find everything there for you at the end of the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle's on four. I've scored six. Miss Morris is on minus ten. Chad's on two. What? And the rowdy crowd is also <laughs> on two points as we move into the round that we call <laughs> UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's Green Men. And hairy beasties. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I've got uh, Mr. Lee. <gasps> Am I a cryptid or a UFO? You're a weird rat worm. I am a real... Miss <laughs> oh, <yeah! laughs> Morris is on minus 20. <laughs> well... A weird rat worm shows up on a woman's porch and... Was he singing and playing the guitar? Yes. Was he serenading her? Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. Oh, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. Oh, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. Can you write the lyrics down for me later? I'll forget (laughs) A rat worm showed up on a lady's porch. With a bunch of flowers and some chocolates. And said, are you up for it? Uh, You've got to watch those ratworms. They come into this country. They're taking our jobs and our women. There you go. Looked very different from his picture on that online dating website. (laughs) He looks at least 10 years younger. (laughs) I'm going to give you points, Chad, just for being funny. You're not to a rather hilarious four. Footage showing a weird creature wriggling around on the floor has gone viral after being uploaded online. The disgusting five-inch long critter (laughs) was filmed. (laughs) Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, oh, Mr. Lee. Wow! (laughs) I keep telling you it's cold in Minnesota. (laughs) Was filmed by Bex Dean in Southampton, England. Found this thing slithering around my porch. That's your best <laughs> Southern English accent, is it? What did they spend two years doing college in Russia? <laughs> Feel like I'm in an episode of Stranger Things. I, <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> Turns out that this rather peculiar creepy crawly is actually an insect known as the rat-tailed maggot. What? Oh. <laughs> wow. Laugh it up. Uh, in its larval stage, this type of hoverfly resembles a honeybee when it is fully matured. What makes this one particularly unusual is its large size. Most only grow around two inches, but it was a big one. That's a beast, isn't it? Yeah, the long tail that you see. You guys have probably seen this video, oh. and it's disgusting. Um, the long tail is actually a tube that the creature uses to breathe while submerged in water. There really are some strange oh my God. and Blech. bizarre things out there. Blech. If you wish to see the rat worm crawling around, rat worm! Rat worm! Rat worm! Are we done? Are we... Uh... <laughs> if you wish to see the rat worm... <laughs> Do you know what? When I started this show 200 episodes ago, I thought I'm going to have a really serious paranormal talk radio show we're gonna get guests 
Michelle's fallen over with shock. <laughs> We're going to have proper interviews. And here I am, 200 episodes, five years later, listening to Dananananana Ratworm. <laughs> the wheels I... have come off my career. Do you know what I think about that? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> if you wish to go to our Facebook site, you're more than welcome to go there and find the sorry tale of the ratworm. Do you want to cram in one more crypto story? You need the points. You're on minus 20. Oh, didn't I get any for that one? You're on minus 18. Oh. Well, a zoo in Egypt has denied painting black stripes on a donkey to make it look oh like a zebra. Oh, my God. After a photo of the animal appeared online. Nice. <laughs> what did you do at work today, son? <laughs> That'd be one of them there painted zebras, boy. I use a Sharpie. It lasts longer. <laughs> no? <A> painted zebra. <laughs> Things are bad at a zoo. Because... If you got given a paintbrush, I wouldn't think to myself, there's a donkey I can turn into a zebra. I'm looking at a terrible brown snake and I'm looking to put bright colors on it. Ratworm. I'd be thinking ratworm. Student Muhammad Saran put the images on Facebook after visiting Cairo's International Garden Municipal Park. Aside from its small size and pointy ears... There were also some black smudges on its face, so they didn't actually get the lines right. (laughs) If you want a job done properly, you've got to do it yourself. I agree. And while you're sober. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that you're painting the stripes and then the zebra runs away and you've got a line. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of Pepe Le Pew. Doesn't he? Yes. Yes. With the the skunk. Yes. Well, the pictures quickly went viral and with experts weighing in on the species of the animal. A vet contacted by a local news group, Extra News TV, said that the zebra's snout is black while its stripes are more consistent and parallel. Mr. Sarin told Extra News that the enclosure contained two animals and that both had been painted. Oh, Poor little buggers. That's shocking. So there's, How there's bad must their donkeys. zoo be? You'd think <laughs> they'd outrageous. have some money. Go and see the painted donkey in Egypt. Well. You can't compete with the pyramids, can you? That's what I'm saying. Oh. That's right. We come to the end of the round. That was UFOs and painted donkeys. The only thing that's changed is Miss Morris is now on. Minus 16. We enter the round we call the strange and the bizarre. And we're going to cram in as many stories as possible, they're the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Sickening discovery of 54 human hands sparks mystery as nobody knows where they came from. Can I give you a hand? Jazz hands. You're going to need both hands, Morris. They went to the second hand shop. Dozen of pairs of severed human hands have been discovered in a frozen river. You can't do mime. We're on the radio, Michelle. I'm just saying, if you want to do mime and drama, no one's going to... I think that people can see us. We need a camera in here, don't we? (laughs) Soon. In total... in the middle of the night feeling feeling like people are watching you. Yeah. Yeah. And I do my show for them. (laughs) (laughs) And where can we find this website? (laughs) Scott didn't get any sleep last night. I know that. Look at him. In total, 54 hands were discovered by a local who spotted them. And all but one were in a bag. The grim find was made in the city of Khabarovsk in the far east of Siberia near China. The hand which wasn't in the bag was found on the snow-covered island (laughs) in the Amur River about 18 miles downstream from the Russian frontier in China. The sinister finds were laid out in the snow for a police picture. They were located at the popular 
fishing spot, but locals said they had seen nothing suspicious. There is mystery over who the sinister hands belonged to when they were chopped off and why. Fingerprints were found on one hand and others are being checked. One idea is that the corpses were illegally used for stealing body parts and the hands were cut to prevent bodies being identified afterwards by fingerprints. Local media reported that next to the remains were found medical bandages and hospital-style plastic shoe covers. It is a sickening sight, said a local source. Police have refused to comment on the case fake and washed up on the sand or give the man a hand you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee miss cory what have you got for me next mm. in the round of smb severed human foot stop traffic in rochdale do you know you wait all year for severed part stories and then two come yeah. along at once it's like buses i love it? it i wonder if they're related i wonder if there's like body parts being spread around all over the place it's a good theory yeah mm. the bloodied foot was also so realistic that police said it was the best fake they had ever encountered. The best fake foot. Like they've got a list of fake foots. <laughs> like, like the top ten. Crack the yeah. top ten. I'm sorry, Chuck, but that's going in at number five. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't beat that yeah. foot that we Not found around the back of the dumpsters at yeah. KFC, but yeah. it's right yeah. up there, right? Check this one out in Rochdale. Nice. Mm-hmm. It is unclear who left the foot in the Rochdale Road in Greater Manchester or why, though it is thought that it was just a prank. The foot brought traffic to a standstill as motorists did not want to disturb the crime scene. Nice. Yeah. Mohammed Youssef, owner of the nearby auto shop car accessory store, posted footage. No, I see no, what you've done there. No. I'll give you points for that. Thank That's you. fabulous. Of the foot on Facebook. He told the mirror, I got a call from a lady. Wait a second. Yep. You said you put the foot on Facebook. Yep. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heather. You're welcome. Yeah. Your part in this show is invaluable, isn't it? It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. You're just getting that? Uh, he told the mirror, I got a call from a lady, and she was in tears saying that there was a foot in the road. And I went around there, and it looked very realistic. Was it on a footpath? Yes, near the footpath. Okay. Perhaps a cycle path did it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I thought it was there. You'd yeah, have been disappointed yeah. if I good, hadn't good. have done it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> Heather's back to minus 20. <laughs> there was loads of traffic queuing down the road because nobody wanted to drive past it in case they damaged it. Yes. We don't want to damage no, food, do we? No, no. The police came, and at first they approached it very slowly, but as they got closer, they realized it was a fake. They couldn't believe how real it looked. They said it was the best fake they'd ever, ever seen. seen. Straight in at number one. <laughs> Writing on Facebook, one driver said, I had to drive around it two times to actually realize what it was. What, he didn't I recognize a weird. foot? Yeah. What's like, that thing with the little toes on the end? What could that possibly be? <laughs> it was scary just thinking of it being a real foot. Thank goodness another lady stopped too. And the police patrol was only around the corner. Nice. Best foot I've ever seen or where have I been? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Maurice, we have seconds. Can you cram in the last story of the night? I'll make it short. Yeah. A Japanese advertising agency. (laughs) No, I know what's coming next. Has started selling ad space on the armpits of attractive young women snagging a beauty treatment clinic as its first client. (laughs) That's right. 
Are you excited? I'm so happy. I've got a small amount of Wii coming out. <laughs> oh, the Wakino ad company, or Wakey Wakey, is the Japanese term for armpit, which was set up earlier this year as a subsidiary of the Liberta Beauty Products firm, which does a brisk trade in items designed to make armpits beautiful. What? Uh, no. So Everyone in the room is looking at their armpit at the moment. Well, the company are already beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that's one of the most shapely armpits, Chad, I've ever seen. I like the cut of your jib, boy. Uh, well, the company's website has images of sample adverts with a rectangular full color ad measuring nearly two inches by four inches nestled snugly into an armpit costing sixty-eight sixty for one hour of exposure as a lady sits on the subway with her arm raised. And Ah, oh, she's got her arm the, in the head hanging on on the right, subway. That's right. You. The models displaying the adverts are pictured grasping overhead handles on trains or stretching to show off their beautiful armpits. Uh, the company is uh, looking to hire Mary, a, Jesus and a Joseph. more armpit model. <laughs> Mr. Bond. Uh, Wakino, uh, Do you know, that sounds very ad. similar to your Chinese accent in many respects. <laughs> Aren't they the same? Wow. <laughs> You're spinning balls over this. <laughs> I snorted. Yes, if you are playing the Bell, Bunk and Snort drinking game, it crept in in the end, but Michelle has given you a drink tonight. You can have that on her. Uh, uh, we are now looking for a male model. Chat. We have more elections. They won't have to do much. We are also uh, looking to do a beauty contest for most beautiful armpit in Japan. Oh, Chad-san. <laughs> yeah, wakey, wakey. <laughs> Give me your pit. <laughs> Here's something to think about. It is, yeah, I'm chewing on it, yeah. Here's something to think about. How long is a Chinese name? How long is a Chinese name? You're absolutely right. <laughs> they have more elections than a Chinaman on his honeymoon. Oh, very <gasps> nice. Well, actually, 1,300 women so far have applied. Wow. Jeez. Armpit ad. Or you've been had. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So thank you for joining us on one of our archive platforms. We really appreciate that. Why not cut and paste the link? You're now listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. This is the round we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. You have been warned. If your mother's of a nervous disposition... If there are minors in the room, you need to shuffle them off to bed. A man had a pen tip removed from his urethra no. after a sex oh. act no. went no. horribly wrong. Yeah. Well, it's better than leaving it in there. Yeah, I've cleaned it for you. Stop it! The 55-year-old went to hospital with bleeding and difficulty weeing two months after it got stuck. What? But he didn't huh. tell the doctors what happened. <laughs> Maybe it's not better than leaving it in there. He was referred to a urologist at King George's Medical University in India for further testing. The unnamed man was originally misdiagnosed with urethra stricture or a narrowing of the urethra, Franklin. Wouldn't they notice that a pen was wedged? I'm no doctor, but if you've got a pen lead wedged up there, wouldn't that like show? Wouldn't it kind of create it some was sort all, of... It was way up in there. Yeah, you would right, right up. Touching. It would show a vortex. 
That's how vortexes are created, is it? Yes. Let's create a vortex. Let's jump time. Let's access the spirit world. Wedge this pen up your willy. Ooh, you could use it. What is that? The old toy from like... I'm is it sorry? A, is it a spirograph? Yeah, a spirograph. Yes, you where you move the pen around. You could use your as a spirograph. <laughs> wow. I was hoping Michelle would write her name. With your spirograph? And in her handwriting. <laughs> oh. Doctors then had difficulty inserting a catheter to help the man pee, but the patient denied any history of local trauma, sexually transmitted diseases, drug abuse, or foreign body insertion. We're hoping to cover all those bases tonight. So yeah. how does he explain it then? It just fell in there? Just fell in there. I got locked out of the house. I tried to get through the window. My trousers fell down. I slipped on the bureau. It can happen to anyone. Yes. Yeah. I can never find a pen in this house. Oh, the pens now I've I lost. Know where they're the at. pens I've lost. I'm going to get a big box of them and put them by the phone. The pens I've lost in they're this in house. They're in one of two areas, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds a little dangerous to keep them around. Yeah. Scans later revealed a blockage in his urethra. Doctors put a camera up his urethra and discovered a pen tip was lodged in the tissue as michelle quite rightly says so high up it was pushing into his bladder i was thinking oh. of those pens you get in a bank that have a chain on them and a big wedge at the bottom to well stop that might be better them. yeah then he could have pulled it out it's like an anchor <laughs> um, wow i'm gonna write him <laughs> off it around. yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> 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 write him off you better write him off <laughs> Saying it three times in a row doesn't make it any funnier. I thought it was funnier the third time. Yeah, Yeah, the third time round, you really nailed the timing. One month later, the man was able to pee normally and admitted he put the pen in his penis for sexual gratification. To be fair, they never found the pencil case he lost. Good Lord. Many cases of a foreign body in urethra have been reported previously, Dr. Gurav Garg wrote in his report. These include needles, pins, pen tips, plastic cups, olive seeds, and so on. He was trying to make a dirty martini. These are usually associated with old age, poor mental condition, intoxication, or sexual stimulation. I need a pen for an autograph. I guess I'm out of luck. Miss Corrie, what have you got for me tonight in the round that we call Not For Your Mother? Kinky. Mm-hmm. A kinky fetish model has shared her top bedroom turn-on, but it might make you a bit queasy. Her top bedroom turn-on. Any guesses? Anyone want to jump in at this point? What do you get up to at home, Jack? Light switch. I Light just switch. want to, say, I nice. want to I tell like you it. her name. Okay. Leah Dragonborn. Leah Dragonborn. She's doing strange things with herbs and spices. And scales. And scales. Well, you need to weigh things up, don't you? Oh, I'm guessing this is a Ice King thing. (laughs) (laughs) You were straight in there with the role playing, weren't you? (laughs) I'm thinking it's a dire wolf. Leah Dragonborn and her psychic partner, Tim Doyle, are real life vampires. There's some strange people out Mm. there, isn't there? Who have a passionate relationship inside and outside of the bedroom. Outside, what like in the children's play area behind the dumpster at McDonald's? And outside the coffin. They can't live by during the night. Rules. Outside during of the Venn the diagram. <laughs> <laughs> the pair, who met two years ago at a vampire festival, felt an instant connection of darkness. Nice. Mm-hmm. And quickly coupled up not long after meeting. 
the 20-year-old Fang Beauty and the 31-year-old Tarot Reader get their kicks from sucking each other's blood and say it's better than sex. Really? Yeah. Now the pair I are planning. they're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think so too. It was okay to me, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. Now the pair are planning. It was right on the to- money every time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just reminiscing. I was just- <laughs> The pair are now planning to tie the knot in a vampire-themed wedding next year. Leah said, We are kind of like sharks once we get it going. I feel this rush of life. Their essence and their energy is coming into me. Sharks. Mm -hmm. Sharks. Shark week. It's a sexual (laughs) experience and often we draw blood in the bedroom. Again, you can't do mine for the radio, Michelle. It's just not going to work. It's just not my bag, man. It's not mine. Vampires are highly sexualized creatures, and having sex literally gets the blood pumping. Sucking blood is literally a sensation like no other. The blood-sucking lovers were both attending a vampire festival in Texas nightclub when divorcee Tim offered to read Leah's tarot. That's where it starts in life, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I've read your tarot, Karen. How was it for you? (laughs) (laughs) Leah said he just came up to me and asked if I wanted a reading. I thought he was really tall and attractive, so I went along with it. I felt an instant connection, and the reading he gave me almost made me cry. We became friends on Facebook, and then things happened pretty quickly from there. There was definitely a sexual element, and I would say it was lust at first sight. I wasn't looking for anything serious, and Tim had just went through a divorce, but we fell for each other. Wow. Thanks for the memory, or fangs on your memory. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. (laughs) Uh, More questions and answers with (laughs) Adrian. We're going to the county that I was born in, Essex News. Hero Dad prays for putting out Southend Pier Fire with penis. Thomas Watson, 22. Did he beat it? What? Did he need it? Just no, beat it. Did, did he, he beat, beat it? out the fire? Yeah. Uh, well, like a bushfire. Did he whack oh, it? Oh, no. I'm going to be impressed if he smothered it. Mm. Yes. Well, he is from Essex, and it, it is a trait of that county, apparently. <laughs> Thomas Watson, that 22, was, was faced with little option but to whip out his manhood to extinguish a blaze on South End Pier in Essex, visiting the world's longest pier for his daughter's first trip to the beach. Nice. Nice, right? Look, Dad, what are you doing? He spotted flames coming from the wooden boards. Near closing time, the young dad felt he had no option but to do a DIY job on the fire before it got any worse. Firefighters were full of praise when they found out he'd managed to put the blaze out himself before they managed to whiz to the scene. That was terrible as well. Terrible. I love this show. Mr. Watson said I was worried about getting trapped by the flames with my partner and baby, but I had a full bladder, so I felt confident. Good man. The only problem was the wind was pretty strong. After one failed attempt, I got down onto my knees and put the flames out to save the day. The firefighters called me a hero. The massage oil salesman from Houghton Regis, Bedfordshire, uh, of course. was offered a free trip by staff at the pier as a reward. What they should have offered is his poor daughter therapy. What, for seeing a hero dad putting out a blaze with his pee? I think that's going to affect her later in life. She may need that. They insisted sprinklers would have doused the fire 
If it had gotten worse, but firefighters were called as a precaution. Equipped with its own railway, the 1.3-mile pier was rebuilt in 2005 after another large fire. It is believed the fire was started by a dropped cigarette. South end or sea, or look, there's a man having a wee. Miss Morris, you have the last story in the round of Not For Your Mother. Uh Uh-oh. A naked man (gasps) who police found doing jumping jacks in the women's bathroom of a McDonald's as one does. In Tennessee, was arrested Monday on public indecency, trespass, and public intoxication, intoxication <laughs> charges. <laughs> Is that not clandestine the way yes, I stumble upon? Yes. <laughs> I'll have a double whopper, please. Let me have a drink real quick. Nice. Ooh. Get it down, you. Now I can say it. Intoxication. Yay! Nice. <laughs> charges. <laughs> Sorry. Proud of you. <laughs> Police were summoned to a McDonald's in Nashville due to a male subject. Oh, hold on. Oh, due to a male subject. Catalog. There we go. Who was locked in a woman's restroom and he was naked. Naked. Pakistan. Where are we? Pakistan. <laughs> According to a court affidavit, restaurant management reported the man had been there all damn day. Doing star jumps all day long. He must That's have been right. very yeah, yeah, that's an athletic man there. Yeah, very. A patrolman <laughs> reported encountering Brody Young, 25, in the bathroom. Young, the cop added, he was indeed buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he was in the room. Young, so Young was erratic, and he was doing some jumping jacks, and then he was hitting a wall. Wow. Well, the cop. (laughs) Do you need a rest? What are we looking at? Do you want to lie down? Later. Well, the cop noted a strong chemical odor in the bathroom, evidence that the intoxicated young had likely been huffing. Deemed, he's a danger. He's a goddamn danger to himself (laughs) and others. Damn! <laughs> What's wrong with people? <laughs> Young was taken into custody and charged with several misdemeanors. Mr. Young, he has several priors for huffing. Huffing. Lots of stuff. Do you want to go through some of it now, or...? I don't have it down here. No, I can't guess. No, we the show. During a court appearance this morning, well, not this morning, uh. it would have been like I don't know, Monday morning Yesterday or something. Yesterday morning. Yeah, some morning. <laughs> Young pleaded guilty to criminal trespass and was actually only fined $329. So if you want to get buck-ass naked and do some jumping jacks in McDonald's like we're going to do at 9 o'clock tonight, <laughs> it'll only cost you $329. I think a GoFundMe site will see Nathan doing that within the hour. <laughs> That's oh, what he was yeah. doing. Good fundraiser. That's how he got out. Yeah. We finally got him out. Well, bow money. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, prosecutors dropped indecency and public intoxication counts against Nathan. So, <laughs> but oh. naked. Because they were impressed he could do so many naked. jumping jacks. Well, he wasn't in public. He was in a bathroom. Right. Young is now barred from entering Donald's. Oh. Look, it's Nathan doing a jumping jack, or I won't be back. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. 
in last place, winning a paintbrush and a drug donkey, is the rowdy crowd who scored two. (laughs) Wait a second, wasn't I on minus something? In last place is Heather Morris, (laughs) who wins a tin of paint and a drug donkey who came in on minus 16. I thought it was a zebra. Well, it's a donkey. They painted it like a zebra, didn't they? Is where we are. I stand corrected in these orthopedic shoes. The rowdy crowd came in on two, and they're going to win a weird ratworm pettage mm, as they leave yeah. the studio. Make sure you don't feed it after midnight. In third place was Chad, who scored four, and he's having a night with Nathan and some shaving cream. Michelle came in second. <laughs> She's winning a teddy bear and a trail cam. And in first place was myself, who got a glorious resplendent rounded symmetrical eight and no cheer and i win a photographic <laughs> session for an online dating site mm. <laughs> do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and i would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee you can also join my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips jump over now to soundcloud where we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in around week call not for your mother that's soundcloud.com mqta radio you've been listening to mqta radio the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal radio entertainment the light before the darkness my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris jeton drainer michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all of the International Paranormal Society and Paranormal De- Net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. From everyone at MQTA, we hope we have another 200 more episodes. Thank you for writing to us. Thank you for your support over the years. It's very, very much appreciated. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting. Good night.